could you share a little bit about your work with McDonald's? And I think what you shared with me, the example that you're going to give um, goes back far enough by which it doesn't create a problem for you to divulge yes. the client and the results. So I in, wanna... mo in, mo in most cases, I have to. I usually sign a non-disclosure agreement with a client that has a life of 10 years, mm -hmm. which I can't even talk to anybody about them theoretically. Gotcha. Um, so McDonald's was a situation, it was 2005. They were really my first big client. Mm -hmm. um, so I was doing marketing effectiveness model and like the lottery, I evaluated their advertising, the return on investment, in their advertising. And so happens they've got owner operators in McDonald's who send 10% of their profits to the headquarters in order to fund the advertising. So right. they're not, not sure that it's working for them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I showed that it was working for them, but that was not the big issue. Here's a, this is a stuck versus unstuck situation. Right. For the prior three years, McDonald's measures itself by how well they're growing relative to their dastardly competitors, Burger King, Wendy's, and maybe Pizza Hut. Mm. Because they all, you know, everybody knows their revenue and quarterly reports and stuff like that. But they were, they lagged all of them. So that usually in consumer products, there's a, you, you need to evaluate something else. That's launching a new product. Okay. Okay. They launched a new product in 2005 and I evaluated it. There's two types of new, new products. Products that anabolize all the other products that you have, mm -hmm. those usually end up failing. Okay. They're off the market in two to three years, which happens to be 90% of new products fail. Okay. Mm. And then there's the ones that I saw lifts, lifts all boats in the harbor. This was one of those. Okay. The interesting thing, they hardly spent any marketing money behind at all. And yet I could see where where it got people by it was actually lifting the, the, the sales of the entire enterprise. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I basically said, you know, you, this is such a success. I says, and you're not spending nothing. You're spending virtually nothing. You need to spend 10x on this. Okay. Yeah. Like a drunken sailor, you got to spend a lot on it. They actually did this. Okay. And in the next three years, there was a situation of, of them being less, less than the competitors reversed itself. Okay? Gotcha. So they were stuck. Okay. They were stuck in mediocrity. They weren't growing like your competitors were. And all of a sudden that changed. You know, you're pointing out that you found something that was working, but for it to really work, they needed to lean into it. You recommended a, a much bigger advertising. It made, it made me a little nervous. Okay. Frankly, no, no. Why did it make you nervous? Well, you know, you never know. You know, they could have spent, you know, ten times more, and they didn't get what they thought they would get at it. I but see. That product was value dollar value, mm. which the concept was very different from all of their other product line. So differentiating yourself—that's differentiating the product—is really important to its success. As long as you don't differentiate it and your differentiation is crazy. You know, people don't 
don't buy into it. The example you gave there with the dollar menu purposely is an example that goes back greater than 10 years, but now uh, that's a very common thing that we see with pretty much all of the fast food companies. Oh it's yeah, really. They, they're doing that all the time and yes. most of them fail. Okay. 